Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. I'm going to preach for a few minutes today uh, what the Lord is just really speaking to my heart about right now. How many do you know what I'm preaching on? There you go. Amen. We're preaching on faith today. And uh, we're going to keep on doing it, just like I said, until the Lord says stop. Praise God. Genesis chapter 22. And we're going to begin reading in verse 1. Now it came to pass after, the thi- after these things that God tested Abraham. Everybody say tested. Come on, say it like God the Holy Ghost. There you go. Tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now, if this is your first time being in church, don't run right quick. You got to hear the end of the story now. Praise God. Just like, man, they're burning their kids. No, just keep hear the end of the story. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and he took two of the young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to the young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. He said, look, the fire, the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son. God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. I'm going to preach from the subject for a moment today, the Father's faith. The Father's faith. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I realize that I get to stand once again. Once again before people that are yours they have been cleansed by the blood of your son for 2,000 years ago another son walked up up a hill with with a piece of wood on his back but that son died on that hill now Lord I get to stand before your people preach your word under your anointing for your glory Lord I am more Lord I am more aware today than I was years ago that I may be speaking to someone and this is their last opportunity to make things right. Spirit of God, would you please move in this place today? Open the heavens and move. Convict of sin, convict of righteousness, and convict of judgment. Lord, today as we humble ourselves, I ask, look upon my availability and not my ability today. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we ask today that when we leave this place, may we all leave right with you, born again, 
born of the Spirit, walking in faith. I ask this in the name of Jesus. And everybody that agrees, shout amen. 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 Look at three people and tell them you got to have faith. Come on, tell them that today. Those of you online, I want you to post that, tweet that, whatever you're doing. Tell somebody you got to have faith. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord today. Uh, I want to just kind of start out a little bit today. Uh, Abraham, we, 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 we get to read a good bit about Abraham, but you know, we, we were not with Abraham when he was walking through his time of faith. Uh, and, and I believe that, that many times if we could step into a moment and say, you know what, uh, if, we could, if God could somehow take us back and walk with Abraham, I believe that it would not only illuminate a lot of things t- uh, for us and to us, but I believe we would be less likely to judge him. Come on, somebody. I want to talk for a moment about the father's faith. You know, and when I think about a father's faith, I, I know that when you say father in today's times and when you say father in today's society, not everybody has the same mindset. Uh, for some of us, when you say father, we, we consider there that uh, a man who, is, who, who was someone who was strong, a, a provider. We consider somebody who, who fought devils for us. We consider somebody who, who towed the line. They were, they were not perfect, but on, the, but on the other hand, they were people who would constantly uh, do what was right for the family and tried their best to live a life that was pleasing pleasing to the, to the eyes of God. I, I know that there's some of us, matter of fact, if that's, that's you, would you just give the Lord a hand for that upbringing? You were brought up in a good way. But then I also realized that there, when I say father, I also realized that I'm preaching to a broken generation. I realized that. I, I realized that I'm preaching to people that when you say father, they say when, when I hear the word father, I am immediately associated with abandonment. I associate it with someone that when I did see him, he was liquored up and came home and let everybody know what he felt. I realize that uh, when I say fathered, I realize that, that when I, I say that in here, there's also people who have nightmares. They, 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 it brings back a certain amount of pain within their heart and within their soul that, that, that God is having to bring them through. So, so, when, so when I say father, I want you to understand that I am bringing you to a place of a positive figure. I'm bringing you to a place of, of, of a loving figure, and, 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 and I'm bringing you to a place of someone who said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm bringing you to a, a figure that says, hey, I'll fight for you. I'm bringing you to a, to a figure. I'm bringing you to someone that says, though the enemy may come in, like a flood, I'll lift the standard against him. I'm bringing you to someone that says, though you may be broken in your sin, I'll give my only son for you. I'll let him die for you. I'll let him be mocked for you. I'll let him be ridiculed for you that you may be where I am. That's who I'm bringing you to. So when I talk about Abraham, I'm bringing you to that positive, that positive figure. When I think about a father's faith, I think about a strong faith. I think about a strong faith. I think about a a faith that says, no, it don't matter. Somehow we're going to get through it. How many had a father like that? Lift your hand. Well, there's only about 10% of us. 
When I think about a father's faith, I think about a strong faith. I think about a faith that, that would go to battle for you, that would not give in. I, I think about this kind of faith, and this is the faith that, that, that Abraham had. But, but I want you to know something today, and this is more the lines of where I'm going, going to, and you just stick with me, and then we'll set it up, and we'll preach in just a minute, and you'll get it. But I want you to understand something today, that faith that is not tested is not faith. Now, we look at testing sometimes, we look at testing sometimes, and we associate it with the devil. But can I tell you something? If you look throughout the Bible, test of faith is way more associated with God than it is the devil. Faith that is not tested is not true faith. If you want to write that down, you can write it in number one. Faith that is not tested has not been tested is not true faith. Listen to what verse one says. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. I had a man of God tell me one time, I don't believe God tests you. I said, you ain't reading the Bible. And he ain't preached. Amen. Anyway. Uh, you ain't reading the Bible. Faith that is not tested is not true faith, church. Think about it like this. If I, told, if I told you guys, I said, you know what? I've been working out. I'm right. And I can lift 400 pounds over my head. Now, what y'all laughing about? I, if, if I stood up here and made it worldwide, I can lift 400 pounds over my head. I can go get t-shirts made that said, I can lift 400 pounds over my head. I can go get bumper stickers that say, I have lifted 400 pounds over my head. I can change my social media page, my social media picture that I have lifted 400 pounds over my head. And some of you guys, just because you're faithful, you're going to believe it and you're going to support it. But you know the only real way anybody will ever know that I can lift 400 pounds over my head is that you got to prove it. It has to be tested. I want to talk to some people today that are walking through a faith test right now. And you're thinking the devil's against you and I came to tell you the devil ain't even got nothing to do with it. We've been walking around saying God is this and God can do that and God said you're exactly right and I'm about to prove it. I'm about to do something in your life that's so powerful, that's so big that everybody that looks around you says I know that my God can do this. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The only way for, only way for faith to really, uh, for faith to really be proven is that it is modeled or exemplified in front of others. Now think about this. If I went and picked up the 400 pounds by myself in the gym and nobody else was there, then people still would not believe it. Why? Because it was not proven in front of other people. I want to talk about why some of you are walking through what you're walking through right now. I want to talk about why some of you daddies are walking through what you're walking through right now. And why you think God has put you out on front street and he doesn't care about you. But God says, I do care about you. And for your faith to be proven, it's got to be tested. And it will be tested in front of everybody else. Hallelujah. The same is true with our faith. Faith that has not been tested is not true faith. It doesn't matter how much we say we have faith. 
It does not matter how much faith scriptures we put down. It doesn't matter what we tell other people. It doesn't even matter how much, how much we can paint our walls with faith uh, scriptures or faith sayings. I have found this church that if it has not been tested, it ain't true. Somehow, all right, here's my moment of, I've tried to give y'all at least one moment of transparency every Sunday. Here's my moment of transparency. I used to say, Lord, I want to be here and I want this type of anointing, but I don't want to go through that crushing. This was my prayer because I knew what it cost, but that's not real. That's not real. That's not, that's fairy tale land. That's not walking with God. God said, listen here, before I put you there, I got to know I can trust you there. And the only way I know I can trust you there is that your faith can be tested to a place that you know that I'm the only one that placed you. Come on, give God a praise if you believe that right now. What I have found is that is that when we're walking through the times where our faith is being tested, it seems like God, God puts us on display. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And if we're not careful, we will begin to think that everybody else is in our business. That everybody else is just in our business and don't care about theirs. But what you've got to understand is that when you're walking through a test of faith, you're on display. Because if your faith is not tested in front of everybody else, it ain't true faith. My God, I wish I could preach in here right now. I used to wonder why God used to allow this to happen, but I, I don't know about you, but when I'm walking through a season where my faith is being tested, I don't really want everybody to know about it. I don't really want, to, I don't want everybody to know that I'm struggling. I know y'all, y'all don't want me to be real with you, right? But, but I'm going to bring you to a place of realness. We, we want to walk in the house of God or we want to be around our friends. How you doing? Uh, bless and highly favor. Praise God. I'm blessing God coming back to get me and soon. Amen. Everything going okay? Going just fine. I can't. If it got any better, it'd be, you know. Now, the, the deal is, is you need to understand you're not the only one with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> There's a bunch of people with the Holy Ghost that has at least the same level of discernment that you have, if not more. So they already know what you're going through. They already know what you're dealing with. And it ain't because sister so-and-so called her gossip, I mean prayer line. Come on somebody. I, <laughs> the Holy Ghost told them that you're walking through a faith test. Because God is bringing this in front of everybody else and I know we don't like this. I don't know who I'm talking to in here. I know we don't really like this. But God's saying if it ain't been tested, it ain't true. Preach on it all you want to, man of God. If it ain't been tested, it ain't true. Pray on it all you want to. If it ain't been tested, it ain't true. Hallelujah. 
Think about this. Well, Pastor, you, do, do you got, do you got uh, uh, scripture for this? Sure do. God could have David fight Goliath behind closed doors and still win. But why did he put him in the middle of an army and let everybody see it? God could have Jonah go to the king of Nineveh behind closed doors and say, listen, if you don't change this city, God's pronouncing judgment on it. God could have taken Peter, Jesus could have taken Peter out on the boat with just them two and nobody else there and let him walk on water. But why did he have it in front of everybody else? Because your test faith is not just for you. It is not just about you. Your test of faith is about you. It's about your family. It's about your children. It's about your generation and it's about all the other believers in the house of God saying if he made it through it, I can make it through it. If she didn't die in it, I won't die in it. If they didn't give up in it, I won't give up in it. Hallelujah. That's what it's about. Oh, I feel like preaching now. It's about God getting some glory for it. In front of everybody else. Yeah, I'm walking while I'm bleeding. Yeah, I'm walking while they're talking junk. Yeah, I'm walking while they're leaving. But just wait, baby, until I get on the other side of this thing. Because there's going to be some people that said if he didn't give up in it, I ain't got to give up in it. If he can build a ministry through it, I can build a ministry through it. If he can stay married in it, I can stay married in it. Hallelujah. It's all about some other people. Glory be to God. You know, sometimes church life gets hard. Sometimes ministry gets tough. Sometimes it seems like everything is against you. It's in times like these. I don't know what you do, but I look for other places to draw strength from. What are you talking about, Pastor? I draw strength from the faith testing that so many of you have walked through. When I look around and say, well, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just time to quit. I I draw faith. I I begin to pull back on the testings of faith. I I begin to look at people in, in in the spirit realm around this congregation. And I begin to think about my God. I remember when Pastor Jason and Dolly showed up. And I remember what I discerned, but I remember what God said. And I remember that they wouldn't quit. I remember their family didn't stop. They might have showed up broken, but God wasn't done with them. And I remember that they walked through a faith test. And I remember they had to go through some brokenness. And I remember they had to be stripped for a little while. But God wasn't leaving them in that place. He was bringing them through that place. And I draw strength from that time. I'm glad you didn't keep it silent. Hallelujah. Oh, I, feel, I don't know if we're getting past this point today. Bring the lights up just for me uh, for a little bit. I got, I'm about to pull some testimonies. You ain't going to say it, I'm going to say it because it's my sermon. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory be to God. But I can remember some of you. 
I draw faith from some of you. I know you don't know it, but I look around. I look around and I see people, you know, in times when I feel like people have, have given up or I feel like people have to leave our lives. You, you know, that's just part of it sometimes. It don't mean they're lost. It don't mean they're on their way to hell. It just means they didn't want to go where I wanted to go, and so we had to separate sometimes. But I, I can remember, I draw strength from that. And I, in times where the devil sits there and says, listen here, little man of God, let me tell you something. You ain't always going to have it this way. You ain't always going to be blessed. That things are going to fall out from under you. I tell him, shut up, devil. I, I remember what God did for Bill and Nicole Hamby. I, I remember how he was coming in this house and he was believing God, having to work six and seven days a week. And he was trying to be faithful in his tithe. And he was doing this. And I told him, hold on. God's got something for you, Bill. Just keep on staying strong. Just keep on staying strong. And it wasn't six months later. And God put him in a new job, doubled his salary, gave him benefits, gave him vacation time. And I draw strength from this time and said, if he did it for him, he can do it for me. Hallelujah. I draw strength from these times. That's why your faith walk isn't silent. That's why your faith walk is put out in front of everybody else because God said it ain't just about you. It ain't just about you. I can remember when, when the Coleman's were going through their tough time. Well, let me tell you something. I watched a man and woman of God stand up and say, devil, you might, have, you might have landed a blow, but you have not won the victory. You have not won the victory. And I watched a man and woman of God stand up full of the Holy Ghost and say, this is our marriage, this is our family, and we will not give up. You have not won this victory. I draw strength from these times because people dare to say, I'll have faith in what God says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory be to Let's give the Lord a praise right now. Come on. I draw strength from these times. That's why you're being put out on front street. But don't you worry, baby. God's going to take you through to the other side. Don't you be tripping. God's got your hand. Don't you think he's going to leave you there? God's got your hand. He's got you there because he's saying when everybody else sees it, they're going to see I was strong enough. I was big enough. I loved you enough that I didn't leave you in your valley that's why you walk through times I, I can remember I can remember when Miss Jane Henderson our beloved sister went to be with the Lord I can remember brother Matthew and Aaron there I watched Aaron from the time he was five years old running cars around in my office. Amen. We prayed. We sought God. But God had a different plan. And I was praying for these, these dear brothers. I said, Lord, don't let them lose their faith in this. But I'm telling you, they didn't lose their faith in it. You want to know what they did? They got stronger in their faith. 
And I watched two brothers right there turn around and stand in the power of God and say, you might, Jane might have went to be to heaven, but devil, you will never take any of our souls. We will be victorious in it. I drew strength from it, church. Your testing is not in vain. The devil is a liar. Your testing ain't in vain. If God lets you walk through it, it's because he's got a plan on the other side of it. If God lets you walk through it, it's because he's going to bless you on the other side of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we got time for one more? I remember when Brother Paul, Brother Paul just came down here and got that gift a while ago. My God, you want to talk about a faith testing? Brother Paul lost his ex-wife and his daughter on the same night. On the same night. We're not talking about he lost a car. I remember being up there in that hospital with him for three, four days. Me and Pastor Jason, Pastor Andy. And I got to be honest, Paul, I was wondering, oh Lord, I don't... I don't know what the end of this, what the other side of this is. But I watched Paul stand in the power of God. I watched Paul turn around and square his shoulders up and say, you know what? God is still good. And God still loves me. And God still loves my family. And he ain't giving up on me. And he ain't giving up on my family. And I'm not going to give up on him. I draw strength from these times. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm glad he didn't have to walk it behind closed doors because there's times when I look around and said, if he, makes, if he can make it through it, I can make it through it. Hallelujah. Faith that has not been tested is not true faith. That's why some of you are walking through what you're walking through. There's no need to get mad at other people. There's no need to get offended at other people. God is going to use your story. God's going to strengthen them through your story. How many times has Abraham preached about? Faith that is not tested. It's not true faith. Hallelujah. It's not true faith. Glory be to God. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap before we move on. Oh, praise the Lord. Number two, faith. Faith that is tested. I want somebody need, I, when I was preparing this, I said, boy, this is going to help somebody. Faith that is tested realizes that God is in control of the outcome. Ah. God, when you are walking in your faith, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Abraham has taken his only son up on a mountain to offer him. Now, listen, he's not offering him up as saying, okay, Lord, he's yours. You, you, you know, he's called, he's yours. Use him. He's about to kill him and offer him as a burnt offering. Isaac is old enough. I know we like to think that Isaac's like four or five, but Isaac, that's not the case. Isaac is old enough to realize, hey, I've been with dad many times when we've done a burnt offering. 
Matter of fact, I'm, you know, I'm carrying wood. He's old enough to carry wood. Many theologians believe he was at least in his early 20s. At least. I'm, I'm old enough to know I, we got wood. We've got fire. But we don't have a sacrifice. And Isaac is walking up this mountain with his daddy. He's like, wait a minute. Hey, Dad, you know we got wood, we got fire. Where's the sacrifice? I believe something starts clicking. <laughs> I, I, I believe he sees the knife in his dad's hands and he's like, something's clicking. Where's the sacrifice, son? God's going to provide. What makes this time different is that Abraham don't have a sacrifice. Abraham doesn't have an animal to offer to the Lord. And Isaac says, Abraham, our father, what are we, what, what we going to do about a sacrifice? God is going to provide. Now listen to what Hebrews 7, 11 says this. Hebrews 11 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up to Isaac, and he, and he who had received promises offered up his only son, to whom it was said, and Isaac, your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he had also received him in a figurative sense. In other words, Abraham was walking through the faith test of his life. He did not know exactly what the outcome of his faith test would be. What he did know is that if he kept his faith through this time of testing, that God would be in control of the outcome. His faith in God reassured him that he was not walking up a mountain. Listen very carefully because this is where the enemy deceives so many people when you're walking through tests, when you're walking through challenges, when you're walking through uh, tribulations. He listened to this carefully. He, he, uh, when, when he's walking up this mountain, his faith in God reassured him that he was not walking up on that mountain for God to take from him. He was walking up on that mountain for God to add to him. And this is where faith in who God is, this is knowing his character. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I don't even know how it's going to all come out. But all I know is like we sang this morning, you are good. In the morning I sing you are good. In the evening I sing, you are good. You're good to me. That's what he knows. All I know is that God is good. And even if I do bring this knife down on my son, I know he's so good that he's able to raise him up from the dead. I received him from the dead, and he'll raise him up from the dead. This is where we have to be when you are walking through a faith test of your life. You need to realize you're not walking through it for God to take from you. You are walking through it for God to add to you. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen and by whom it's going to happen, but God will add to you. He is a giver and not a taker. This is exactly what Abraham is walking up on this mountain. And I'm here to tell you that if you're walking through a time where your faith is being tested, all you need all you need to focus on is keeping faith 
during the test. I'm going to liberate some of you today. You ready? The outcome is not up to you. I'm going to say it for this crowd. The outcome is not your responsibility. I'm going to say it for this crowd. The outcome is not up to you. And for the left side, the outcome is not up to you. One of the things I said Wednesday night, how, how easy it is for us to go from knowing God will or maybe I said this yesterday. I, I'm preaching. I can't remember what I was preaching. Anyway, from knowing God will, knowing God can, to telling him how. God said, I don't need you to tell me how. I do not need you to tell me how. I need you to believe and obey. The outcome is up to me. Let's give the Lord a praise for that right now. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise. The outcome is up to me. And then number three, and I'm done. Faith that is tested is faith that is rewarded. Oh, I feel God on that. Faith that is tested is faith that is rewarded. I want you to look in verse 18 with me right here. This is what the Lord tells him. In your seed, Abraham, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Hebrews eleven six says this, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Church, Abraham, watch this. Abraham had a promise from God and that promise from God, he has been carrying, uh, many theologians believe, for over 40 years now. How would you like to carry a promise for 40 years? Some of us are ready to give up on God after 40 days. <laughs> 40 long years. He's carrying this promise. That promise God gave him, listen, that, that promise God gave him that long ago is still as real in his life as it was the day he gave it. The deal here is that Abraham's faith, listen carefully now, Abraham's faith has not been tested to the level that the promise will produce. Abraham's faith have, has yet to be tested to the level that the promise will produce. Not that it hadn't been tested yet. It just had not been tested to that level. In other words, <laughs> here we go. If you want to write this down, you can, tweet it, whatever. The test of faith has to be just as big as the promise is. Boy, I lost my amen crowd. Those of you on watching in Facebook land, can you give me a good amen? Praise God. Come on, give me a hallelujah out there or something. Do the clappy hands. Do the clappy hands on Facebook. Come on now. Pastor, I don't know if I believe that because God had already spoken to Abraham that he was going to bless him. Yes, that is true. But if you will look with me in verse 12, verse 16 and 17, you will see that it's only after the test 
God released the fulfillment of the promise. Verse 12 says, he says, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Verse 16 and 17, listen to what God said. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, I have not, and you have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand of the seashore, and your descendants shall be blessed, and they shall possess the gate of their enemies. The promise was there, but the promise would not be released in its fulfillment until the test of faith that equaled the promise had been passed. A church, a revelation hit me as I was preparing and praying over today's service that I, I don't know if I've ever heard it preached. I don't know if I've ever heard it taught. I know that I haven't really considered it myself, but I noticed it to be true in my walk with God. I noticed it to be true in the call that's on my life. The test of faith, listen to this, the test of faith that you're walking through right now is directly connected to the prophetic word on your life and the latest promise God has given to you on your life. The test of faith that you are walking through right now is directly connected to the prophetic word on your life and the latest promise God has given you for your life. I praise God for prophetic words because they give me strength. But I have, it took me years to give them this. Some of us learn maybe slower than others, but I have found that when many times when a prophetic word comes my way, I used to think, okay, the next day, here it comes. Then I matured a little bit and realized the prophetic word was to keep me through the season I was about to walk through so that I could come on the other side and get what the prophetic word was promising. And if you'll look back on the times that you have walked through testing, the testing of your faith, if you'll look back on the seasons that came in your life that hit you so hard that you almost gave up. I'm not talking about flat tire seasons. I'm talking about stuff where you were ready to give up. You may even contemplated leaving this earth. If you'll look at it, sometime within six to 12 months of that season, you received a prophetic word. You received a promise from God. And the, watch this, and the testing came to test your faith. Because faith that has not been tested has not, faith that has not been proven, it ain't been tested, it's not true faith. The testing of faith came in your life so that the promise that had been given on you could be produced on the other side of it. Pastor, I don't think I believe that. Well, let's, when you get to heaven, talk to Moses. Moses spent 40 long years, 40 long years by himself, sitting on the backside of a mountain, keeping sheep. 
The Bible does not say that he had a speech impediment going into the season. I believe Moses got so broken before God that he stuttered on the other side of it. How do you know that? Because the Bible says that Moses was the most humblest man on the face of the earth. He had walked through a time, I believe Moses had walked through a time he wouldn't even hardly lift his head up in front of people because he had been broken. But see, if you're going to be one of the greatest deliverers to ever walk the face of the earth, you're going to have to go through it because the promise and the faith test have to be equal. Now, I know this ain't real. I know this don't get me a lot of amens. But I'm going to help somebody in this house today. Because when God promises you something, he will fulfill it. But you got to get to the other side of this thing. Pastor, I don't know. I still don't know if I believe it. Well, let's, when you get to heaven, talk to Rahab. The children of Israel are about to completely obliterate Jericho. Rahab hears about it. They show up at her house. Rahab has the faith. Watch this now. She walks through the test of faith to hide these spies at her house. Do you realize what would have happened if they would have been found? Her and her whole family die. She walks through this test of faith. But guess what happened on the other side of it? Everybody else died, and her and her family walked out. And not only did they walk out alive, but God said, I'm looked at this woman, and she might have been a harlot. She might have been this. She might have been that. But guess what she's going to be? She's going to be named in the lineage of my son, bringing the Messiah to the earth. This is what I think about this. Hallelujah. And if you're still not convinced when you get to heaven, talk to Job. My God, Job had a promise, but Job had to walk through some stuff, man. Job lost everything, but he kept his faith in the midst of that time of testing. And when it was on the other side, God said, I'm going to give you all that back, and I'm going to give double what I gave back to you, and double you shall be. And the Bible says he lived for a hundred plus more years, enjoying, he's seen up to the fourth generation come through that. Why? He did not give up in the faith test. He did not quit in the faith test. He did not throw in the towel of the faith test. He did not serve and stop serving. God in his faith test and when he came on the other side he said blessed be the name of the Lord I know my redeemer lives I know he is a rewarder to those who pass the faith test hmm he's a rewarder faith that is tested is faith that is rewarded and you might not have seen your reward yet, but don't you stop. Don't you quit. Don't you give up in this time right now. Don't you sit here, man, I'm telling you what the devil tells you. I know he's already done told me that. I know what he says. How many of you have ever been uh, praying for a lost loved one to be saved and, and before they got born again, it got way worse than it was before? Want to know why? You got a promise. You got a promise. You and your whole household shall be saved. But you got to walk through that time of testing. Because that time of testing 
begins to produce the fulfillment of the promise. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel some people being helped. I know I don't have a lot of amens, but that's okay. I feel some people getting helped in this house today. Come on, stand with me in this place. Those of you watching right now, I know the Lord is ministering to you right now. I don't, you just, everybody stay with me for just a moment in case, unless you got to leave and go to work. If you, if you got to go to work, I'll release you, but otherwise everybody stay with me for a moment. Those of you watching right now, I know the Lord has helped you walking through some tough seasons. The Bible says there is a season for everything. What that lets me know is seasons don't last forever. Seasons don't last forever. And that lets me know there's an end to it. So I just want to let you know today, those of you watching right now, the only way to really make it through a faith test is have your faith in the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. That is Jesus Christ and him alone. That is Jesus Christ and him alone. Say it one more time. That is Jesus Christ and him alone, the author and the finisher of our faith. And so today, if you're, those of you watching and you're away from the Lord, we, listen, we're praying for you to come back home. We're praying for you to get back in right relationship with Jesus. We're praying for you to come, come to the place to where you and the Lord are one again. And so we want to know about it. If that's you today, just put on, on the chat line, would you please pray for me? There's someone that will respond to you right now. They'll respond to you right now. And they'll begin to pray for you and they'll minister to you. We love you. We bless you. And we thank you for watching today. Cross this building. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.